Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I am Mark Scarborough, and together Bruce and I have written 34 cookbooks, our written, writing, our writing, our rooting, our roading, our roading, our roading, yes, we're, we're roading, roading our cookbooks. 35th, I love to rote, and we're roading our 35th cookbook, believe it or not, I'm the writer in this pair, <laughs> even though I'm apparently illiterate, um, and <laughs> our cookbooks include books like The Ultimate Ice Cream Book and, oh, I don't know, uh, what, Freezer to Instagram? Instant Pot, the, the cook cookbook. Book, freezer to Instant Pot, the cookbook. Really, I'm honestly how to cook everything straight out of the freezer in an Instant Pot. Kind of amazing. It is. So today's episode is the fourth part in a four-part series that we called So You Want to Write a Cookbook. And what we've gone so. over is how to come up with an idea, how to position that idea. We've talked about a platform that you need so that you have a built-in audience um, we talked about what you need to do in the kitchen. I talked, given some kitchen helps and tips to think creatively about food and make your shopping better. But this is all about the writing. And Mark is the writer. So this is about That's his process, me. the writing process. Mark, what is the most important thing you could tell someone about writing a cookbook or any book? Don't. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, beyond that. Um... <laughs> no, don't. Uh, come on. Um, unbecoming. Uh... Unbecoming. <laughs> I think that's every writer's answer is don't. Um, but, uh, okay, how to do this. And uh, I want to talk about this because I, as Bruce said, I'm the writer and I work really hard and cranking out these books. And uh, uh, there's some things I've learned along the way after 34 books. And here's the first thing I can tell you is that to write a cookbook, you must, 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 and you're not going to want to hear this, but must be disciplined. No one wants to hear this. But even if you're not, you got to get a Puritan spine. Even if you're <laughs> not like me, a Puritan at heart, you got to get a Puritan spine because you got to be disciplined at and this. And by discipline, what I, I could tell you what I see Mark do when he's writing. Okay, go ahead. By discipline, it means you get up like you have a job to go to. Yep. And you get up and yep. you get showered yep. and you go to your office in your yep. house or your desk or whatever yep. your workspace yep. is in your house and you sit down and you work just as if you went to someplace else to work and you work and you take a lunch break and then you go Wait, back to work i'm gonna revamp that let me explain my exact process this is honestly this is honestly how i write a cookbook I get up with the dogs, I take him out, I let him pee, I bring him inside, I feed him breakfast, I make myself coffee, I drink my coffee, I read the newspaper while I drink my coffee. We're about, mm, by this point, about 8.30. Did I mention I'm in workout clothes? I'm in shorts and a t-shirt most of the time at this moment. I come downstairs, I work on a cookbook for about two hours. I'm still in workout clothes, I'm still unshowered. After two hours, I need a break. That's the time when I'm in the workout clothes, when I can get on my exercise bike. I go on my exercise bike for my 30 minutes. I'm sweaty as heck. I finish. I go upstairs. I take my shower. Generally, we're getting close to lunch. I probably come back and work another 30 minutes on the cookbook, eat lunch, and then I work about another two to three hours on the book after lunch, after I make myself a cup of tea and set uh, set, sit down for a minute and kind of just cogitate. So that's the whole process. And that sounds... That's Mark's process. You have to come up with your own. That sounds incredibly irritating. And it is irritating to say it, but it's just discipline. So here's part of how to be disciplined. If this is your first cookbook, if you, this is your first book for anything, set a small goal. Your small goal is to, I don't know, you're writing the banana cookbook. I seem to be 
fixated on bananas, don't I? You're writing the banana cookbook. You're watching too much TikTok. I think I am. You are writing the banana cookbook. Great. So your goal is to write some form of the dessert chapter in the next 10 days of dessert bananas, of the recipes you've tested for banana breads or banana sundaes or whatever. You got to give yourself 10 days and you got to, you that's your goal and you got to make your goal just like I, it's just so boring, but you think about this like an athlete. It's just setting goals and meeting them. But then the difference that just, that just just setting goals just that was so snide. Sorry about that. But there's a difference just. though between the goals you will set and someone who's doing both the cooking and the writing. Of course. So what I would suggest is don't alternate days. Don't cook one day, write one day, cook. That'll break your no, your no, that no, will no, break no. your creativity in the kitchen yes. and break your chain of thought as a writer. Um, so I think our people who are listening, friends of ours who are listening, who are cookbook authors like we are, but who do it all themselves, understand this. That you maybe you want to spend, you know, some people may want to spend the whole time in the kitchen for two months and then go to write. Um, which I would advise. Which, which is a really good idea. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't test all the recipes and then write all the recipes. Here's why. Because cooking, just to put it bluntly, recipe testing is loud and writing is quiet. Um, recipe testing is chaotic, it's loud, it's messy, it's a lot of ingredients, it's throwing yourself around the kitchen, it's moving fast between dishes, it's, it's all loud. Writing, which is what I do, is quiet. It's, I mean, I may... I find that hysterical because when I'm in the kitchen cooking, there's no, there's absolutely no noise. And when you write, you blast your music so loud that we can hear it upstairs. If you want to know, you can check me out on Spotify (laughs) under Cookbook Mark. I have my own playlist. You're you're talking internally. You're not talking externally. Exactly. I mean that you have to be centered inside yourself. My playlists are really weird. They include 70s funk and weird meditative choral music. It's a strange mix of stuff. But you find me on Spotify. Regardless, writing (laughs) writing is quiet. (laughs) Yes, and I think writing is an internal quiet process, and writing cookbooks is loud. So set yourself goals, and this would this involves even writing a novel. Set goals. Uh, If you want to write a novel, um, then you need to think about how to set a goal. So you know what? Between now and Friday. I'm going to write the first three chapters. I don't care if they're crap. I don't care if they're garbage. It doesn't matter. The goal is on Friday, I have three chapters. And go, set, do, like a, like a runner. Do, and do. And I think just like a runner, don't you want to encourage people also that you reach a certain limit, but then go a little further, right? right. So you write for a while. Well, that's go my, a little that's more. That's my second point. I know, so so let, let me into let, that. Let me let me say my second point is my first point is to be disciplined and set goals. My second is write for a little bit, then more. Writing is like running a marathon. If you want to run a marathon, you are an idiot if you have never run before. If you go out today and try to run a marathon right. or a half marathon or a quarter marathon, you can't do it. Come on, you got to work up to being able to do this. Right. It is the exact same thing with writing. If writing is not in your wheelhouse or it has not been something that you have been constantly working on then you can't write on my schedule which is for somebody who's been writing for 25 years who's been writing books for 25 years and i've worked up to this kind of marathon pace you need to to blow the pace way down to 20 minutes to 10 minutes to 30 minutes you're going to get the first three chapters of your novel written by this Friday by writing for 30 minutes every day. And it doesn't matter what it is that you write. Don't judge it. Just write it. Wow. 
despite the fact that you said you have to write all the time and be disciplined, aren't there times when, you know, you don't really feel like writing? And how do you deal with that? Well, you deal with it. There's two ways. I would say always give yourself permission. Now, this is going to go against everything I just said. So be ready for the schizophrenia. You have to give yourself permission to take a day off. You really do. And you take two days off. I garden a lot. I do a lot of other stuff. So, you know, some days I just can't face writing. So I go out and work in the garden for the morning. And that's what I do. It's not, it's not a loss. It's that I can't face it. But more importantly, you have to figure out when you're best. When is the best part of your day? For me, I am best in the mornings and I am best slightly after lunch while I'm drinking tea. The rest of the day, I'm pretty useless. I'm pretty worthless. <laughs> So you gotta you gotta figure out when is the best time. So you know, listen, the Hollywood stereotype, right, is that writers are best at like ten o'clock. I am or ten p.m. or midnight or two a.m. I am not that dude. But you may be if you're listening That's to right. this. You may be. So That's if right. you're a night person, if you find that you're the most creative, well, talk about and you. The most productive. Talk okay, about when you when, worked in advertising. When I when I was in advertising and I was a freelancer and I was writing. Radio commercials, TV commercials, and ad copy as a freelancer for ad agencies. Right before I met Mark, um, I did most of my work between 10 at night and 1 in the morning. That was when I was the most creative, had the most energy, and um, then I slept. Then I went to bed around 3 or 4, and I slept till noon. My clients knew never to call in the morning because I wouldn't answer the phone. But I did all my work at night because that's who I was, and that's when I was at my best. Right. So you have to figure out when you're at your best. And you know this already. You know when you're at your best in your day. I'm a morning guy, so I am best then. I teach in the morning. I teach Tony Morrison and John Keats when I teach my literary seminars at local New England libraries. Those are all happening in the morning. I am terrible at night. There's a, there's a book group that I have led in the past in the fall of every year that meets in the evenings. And I'm just not at my best best at 7.30 p.m. I, I mostly want to be having a bourbon and sitting and staring at the television watching some HBO series. And that's mostly what I want to do at 7.30. So I'm not a good person. In fact, I'm such a bad person about I think that they moved that book group to Thursday mornings this fall, although who knows whether it'll happen or not. Because again, it's just when are you at your best? Well, okay. maybe they'll do it all. Now, I, I know what Mark's last point of this is, and I have to say, this goes for me too when I'm in the kitchen doing recipes. This probably goes for anyone who needs to be productive in whatever job they're doing. Close your social media. Close your, oh God, here we go. <laughs> podcasts. Close your Facebook. Close your Instagram. Close it. Close it. Get rid of it. I mean, seriously, if you are one of those people who check your phone every 10 seconds, then wipe it off your phone or put your phone in another room when you're ready to write. Or better, do what I do. It's I have erased all push notifications and all notifications off my social media. So I never oh, get a message no, that says, yeah. so-and-so has commented on your post and so until I open the app because right. I don't want to know and it's not that I don't want to connect with people I do want to connect with people it's that I need time to center myself to write yeah. you need to be less distracted when we started doing this when Mark and I started this about 20 years ago um, we met with a business coach who <laughs> and one thing he told us now <laughs> It was very funny. I mean, I mean, email was new at the time. And we will maybe also say that this was so far ahead of where we were because we didn't have two nickels between the two. But we hired, I hired a business coach, and he <laughs> said, 
how often do you respond to your clients and then people through email? And we said, well, throughout the day. And he said, I want you to set aside just 30 minutes a day for email, and that'll be in the evening. And you may only do your email between 6 and 6.30. And your clients will get used to it. Now, email was new. And and we promptly fired him. And we did. (laughs) We never paid attention to that. But... It was a similar thing. He would tell, he told us that email would distract us too much of the day to get other things He's done. Right. I could tell you that Facebook and Instagram and Twitter will distract you too much when you're trying to do something. Yeah, listen, I'm an, I'm, I'm an aged person, getting more aged by the day. But do what the kids do. Consider the, the hierarchy of needs is text, email, social media. So, you know, set up if you are writing and you your parents, you know, your mom needs to get in touch with you, tell her, mom, like I do mine, I will answer a text. I may or may not answer an email and I really, really may or may not answer a phone call. Oh God, and a phone, notice that phones weren't even in his first list. No, they weren't. <laughs> uh, so, phone I mean, calls are rude. And my mom knows, if my parents, both my parents know that if they really need to get in touch with me, text me. I will respond instantly to a text. What your mother does is call my phone. If she's not sure if she'll be interrupting you, she calls me and asks me, will I be interrupting Mark if I called him now? Right. That's exactly. kind of what she But does. it's the truth. You know, I mean, I, my, I know that if, I, if, if my editor needs to talk to me, he knows, just text me and I'll respond instantly. But all that, what that says is that I've hierarchized, <laughs> I've prioritized my interaction with people in order to get my writing process done. And most importantly, I've put social media low down on that list. And I know that, gosh, it's so easy when your computer's open and, you know, you got stuck because you, you wrote this recipe for banana. I'm still on the banana cookbook. <laughs> you wrote this recipe for, for barbecue bananas tamales. No, I don't even want it. For a coconut curry with bananas in it. Uh, it sounds disgusting, but I'm going with it. Are they green bananas? No, oh, I don't know. Anyway, really ripe, soft, gushy bananas in coconut curry. <laughs> uh, can we put some chicken liver in there, too? <laughs> So anyway, you're writing this recipe. Good luck with your book. But you're writing this recipe. (laughs) And um, you get to the end of it and you think to yourself, you know, maybe gushy bananas aren't so great in curry. You know what the next second is. Ooh, I wonder what's on Facebook. (laughs) Or, ooh, I wonder what's on Instagram. Because you've you've reached a moment of self-doubt. And so in order to... Uh, mitigate the self-doubt, you jump to social media. Instead of doing what you should do as a writer, which is say, I've reached a moment of self-doubt. Why is that? Is that because I don't trust this recipe? Is that because I'm just, it's just my normal self-scrutiny, self-editor working in my head and I need to dismiss that? What What is this moment of self-doubt? Which is what you need to do as a writer. But instead, the easiest thing to do is say, oh, I wonder what's on Facebook right now. And then bang, you're gone for 30 minutes. There will be plenty of time later for social media, yeah. full time, 24 hours a day, yeah. when you promote the book that you hopefully have written. Absolutely. With the advice that we've given you over the last four episodes of So You Want to Write a Cookbook. <laughs> if you like this series, if you like our podcast in general, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And wherever you get your podcasts from, give us a five-star rating because it really helps. It does. And you can connect with us on said social media, even though mine won't be on all the time, on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under our own names. Bruce is on Instagram as Bruce A. Weinstein. Otherwise, it's just us under our own names. We'd be delighted to connect with you and we'd be delighted for you to join us next time on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.